0: Hello you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration. I'm Jack and we're out here in Los Angeles or Highland Park whichever one it is. But uh, this is the band The Dogmatics here. My website is punkrockdemo.com. We're here every Monday from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. We're at this LA Punk Film Festival, the 7th annual one. And uh, I'm Jack. What's your name and what do you do in The Dogmatics? My name is uh, Jerry Lehane. Um, I'm a guitar player and singer.
1: Jimmy O'Halloran. I'm the bass player.
2: We've got someone behind over here. I am Tom, I play drums. Hi, I'm, I'm Jay Young, and I uh, do backup singing and mandolin.
3: My name's Peter O'Halloran, and I'm a guitar player. You really
0: are? And then we've got uh, someone that's not really in the band but made a documentary of the band. What documentary did you make, and what's your name? My name's Rudy Childs. I did the uh, document. it's a documentary
4: about the Dogmatics. I've been uh, <clears throat> excuse me, friends with these guys for a long time so just uh, over the past couple years we put out a documentary about the life and times of those crazy boys. Very cool when did you start doing this documentary? Uh, when Jerry announced that they were going to go in the studio and record some new material after 33 years
0: so that was 2019 right before that pandemic started how did that go with uh, the pandemic did you guys continue playing or did you have to settle down like what happened we did play a couple of times on uh jay young's porch (laughs) and
5: uh we streamed it so it was you know so we kept in practice playing and
1: playing well in instead of playing out so
4: jerry had a big party in his yard yeah right Jerry?
1: Yeah. So um, we have friends that do this thing called the mess around at the Plow and Star in Cambridge, and they do it on Sundays. And it's like um, putting musicians in kind of uncomfortable uh, situations, meaning like you know playing acoustic stuff they don't usually play. And because of the the the, the pandemic, um, we could actually do something outside, so we did it uh, at at uh, my place where I live in Canton, and. Um During the time when it was set up, the Governor of Massachusetts uh, lifted uh, the ban on how many people could be in a party. So we invited people and we had like a hundred people show up and uh, and we played and we streamed it live and it was it was it was cool and
3: uh, that was kind of <laughs> maybe uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. maybe besides during COVID, a shit ton of people dying unnecessarily well we carried on as usual i guess yeah Yeah, and i did a lot of editing at that point uh working on the documentary
4: and so our very first film festival we won a uh, award for best editing (laughs) because what else could you do you couldn't you couldn't interview anyone so
0: yeah so does that mean that we're gonna have really high quality films now that the pandemic is over (laughs) Yeah. yeah anyway so back to uh the dogmatics where are you guys from uh, Boston Massachusetts
1: basically pretty much
5: all Boston in you know environs like yep. you know within a 10-mile radius 20 mile there, radius. there
1: was a
4: time that the band all lived together in Boston yeah and that uh, in the uh, video it chronicles that that story uh, but at, now they all they all live in different places around the area
0: Yeah. I've got another member that just joined your what's your name hi I'm Johnny O'Halloran
4: Yeah, what do you do?
6: I play the guitar. You think you do. And do some singing sometimes. (laughs) But I'm a very infrequent member of this group because I live in Tucson, Arizona. And the rest of these guys live in Boston, Massachusetts. So when I'm around, I play with them. They let me do it.
5: So that's good. And he's around now, so yeah. <laughs> it's good to see you. Yeah.
0: Yep, good to see him. Yeah. I noticed uh, in uh, your band members' last names, there's a couple last names that are the same last names. Is this a family thing?
3: We grew up in uh, Boston, in a part of Boston called Dorchester. And it's traditionally kind of like this Irish-American enclave. And we're Irish-American dudes. And uh, so this is my brother Jimmy, my younger brother Johnny, and I'm Pete. And uh, we had my twin brother, whose name was Paul, and he was the original member and the bass player. Unfortunately, he was killed in a motorcycle accident in uh, 1986. So here we are. We just keep carrying on. And uh, wait, where was I going with this? Okay. <laughs> We're all going to change our name to Howard, yeah. like the Ramones did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, that's the deal, so we we rose up out of this, now I've been going, I met Jerry uh, when we were six years old in the first grade, we went to Catholic school.
6: And then what did he do the uh, first time you met him? He laid down in front of a what?
3: Oh, he laid down in front of an oil truck. (laughs) No, I think he was just testing his superhero powers, I don't know.
0: (laughs) So how did you come up with this band named Dogmatics?
3: So that's one of those things when um, if you do extracurricular reading when you're a little kid and you start reading things and you see a word that you think you know the meaning of, so you kind of skip over it, then it comes back at you and you say, you know, I don't know what that is. I'm going to look it up in the dictionary. And that's what I did. I looked it up in the dictionary and, I, you know, I said, that would be a great name for a man. It means to uh, <clears throat> to state your opinions in an authoritative or arrogant manner, as in religion and et cetera, you know not in songs. Well, yeah, songs, uh, <laughs> well maybe. I mean, I'll, I'll let you answer that. Listen to their lyrics. Yeah.
0: When did the band,
1: or when did this band start? The band was established, I would say, in 1981. And so, that yeah, 1981, um, and we were living all together in a loft in Boston on this uh, street called Thayer Street. Uh, we had a 3,000 square foot loft that was, when we moved in, it was empty. We built walls,
3: our own bedrooms. It was, a, it was in an economically depressed area, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, the it was. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was kind of a bad section of town. Nowadays, it's not so much, but um, it's, very opposite. <laughs> it's okay. very opposite. Yeah, it's changed.
0: Everything's like that now. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah exactly. I call it uh, the drug dealers live upstairs, the users live downstairs.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah, so so yeah 1980 when we started and you know just like anything we were kind of we didn't know what we were doing we've never played in a band before and we kind of you know just said okay we gotta write some songs and and, and get shows and that's what we did and uh, we used to have a lot of shows at our loft because we couldn't get shows because clubs wanted established bands and by doing that by having shows At your own place and letting people in for free to see you, you know, you you started getting uh, a little bit of attention
0: and uh, that's how we started, basically. Interesting with the having to be established first, kind of difficult to get established before you're established. Right, exactly, right? It's it's kind
3: of like having a a resume when you're actually trying to get a job, right? (laughs) You have to have experience so you won't get the job. You don't
0: get the work experience before the work. It's great. So that explains this song called Thayer Street that I've got written down over here, I believe. So let's take a listen to that song. It's called Thayer Street. Yes. What is that song about, actually? It's about the uh, the place that we lived
1: uh, um, in The Loft and what happened there and, uh, you know, just what it was like living there. We lived there for six years, and um, some of us lived there for six years, but um, yes, it's basically about that. You hear the lyrics. It describes what The, uh, the Loft was like. Um, how the neighbors were. Um, I don't know what else would you say, Pete.
3: Yeah, it's kind of like the, the tenor of the times there. About what it was like to be there. Did the documentary capture all this too?
4: I think oh, yeah. it did a great job of yeah. doing everything. No, of course, yeah. no but the, there's a, um, one of our most popular videos, the uh, Thayer Street video, was created back in 1985 or '84 yeah probably 85 and um yeah that that's very popular song actually it was grabbed by a uh, the melody was grabbed by a german soccer, soccer team yeah. And, oh yeah and we've yeah. seen videos of it like the whole stadium rocking as the yeah. people jump up and down to the theme of thayer street but it's sung in
3: german yes. i uh, i approve of their version it's really good yeah <laughs> it's for daishalka the soccer team yep.
6: But Rudy's film cap- captured that place so well, you can smell it through the screen.
8: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: So let's take a listen to that song. It's called Thayer Street. I believe this is the English version, though. That is correct, yeah. So we'll take a listen to that. It's by the Dogmatics. You're listening to the punk rock demonstration, and we'll be back. was the dogmatics with automatic kalashnikov i believe that's how you pronounce it my pronunciation is terrible sometimes but uh, it's by the band the dogmatics we're here with the dogmatics in los angeles at the l.a punk film festival the seventh annual punk film festival what is that song about uh, that song's a, a a
3: two minute or less uh history of the ak-47 rifle you know with a little liberties thrown in my own thoughts so in the In days gone by, people used to settle the differences with, uh, they probably started with rocks, right? And then they started with sticks, and maybe they threw dirt in each other's eyes. Who knows what the hell they did, right? So this has been going on a long time. Now they've invented, like, firearms, gunpowder, all that shit. So here we are now in every single country all over the world. Those things are everywhere, and those are what people solve their problems with. And I don't know if you want to call that progress. Eh, I don't call that progress.
0: Very modern topic. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is,
3: and uh, you know, uh, it, give it a listen and you can decide. When did you write that song? Uh, so, I'm uh...
9: in the car on the way over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have, we yeah. have
7: another member of our band who used yeah. to play with us, who doesn't anymore, but he's gracing us
0: with his presence tonight yeah. and tomorrow night. Oh, thank yeah. you, Tom. So, what is your name and what did you do in the Dogmatics? My
4: Sorry. name's JG. I played keyboards with them for a couple years. Uh, Toward the end of their existence, but it was yeah. some of the some of the best uh, best times that I I well the ones that I can remember. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I live out here in L.A. now, so this is I haven't hit the stage with them since 1986, and I'm looking forward to uh, killing it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And watching a movie which I haven't
0: seen, which I may be hiding for a few oh. scenes. <laughs> you
3: um, oh, you featured yeah.
0: prominently in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, does the band still have a keyboard player after your departure?
3: No, no. one could follow me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well, actually, um, re- very recently we added a. Uh, I got had a side project on where I played more or less like folky Irish music, and uh, this is how we came into a friend Jay here. So he's a mandolin player, and uh, it was a natural crossover. So why don't you uh, address the question to Jay yeah. about his oh, yeah. filling yeah. in yeah. for not, the keyboard player? Not exactly,
2: yeah. Player. Yeah. Not exactly yeah. a keyboard. i I think yeah. I'm, I'm playing. Mic, I think yeah. I'm playing saxophone lines on a mandolin that's on it distortion. Works. It's yeah. weird, but yeah, I think it, you know, uh, right. for for a few things where it makes sense. But you know, also having a lot of fun uh, doing backup harmony singing with either Peter yeah, he's or, the harmony, or Jerry. So. And these guys are kind enough to let me record a song that I brought to the table and... and yep. Uh, what song with that beat. I uh, think twice. So it's a little bit different from what maybe folks would expect from them but you know it's uh
4: it's actually what he did when he uh joined the band he thought twice about
3: (laughs) it (laughs) and here he is that's a great song i really i've been enjoying listening to
0: it. yeah i've listened to it and it sounds almost completely different from the rest of the stuff i've heard from you guys (laughs)
1: trying
5: to branch out a little
1: bit i guess it has a a bit Mm -hmm. of a a country uh, tinge but it's still rocking in the same 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 genre (laughs) i don't think it uh, you know just because i don't think we're you know, uh, here we are at a, the LA Punk Rock Film Festival, yet we're not a punk band.
0: For some reason, we do get lumped into that category. But we character, are at the same but time. But we
1: are. We're, we're
0: uh, you know, it's that country sounding song that mixes with the rest. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to that, like the whole the genre now, which is called what? Garage punk, sort of? So it kind of wasn't a genre back then, but so we we kind of were we invented it right well (laughs) that's a little uh, bit of a claim but no we just you know which is part of a sort of a an evolution of the
0: original yeah yeah
2: we sort of got spun off in that direction part of that crossover too is just like these guys have so remained ingrained in the whole boston music community with a lot of the peers and younger bands anyway so even before the dogmatics decided to record stuff in 2019 you know they were playing shows uh, playing playing the other bands we were playing weird music on the side sometimes parts of our band would go join in with the dogmatics or vice versa they you yeah. know somebody I think at different times we might have had the whole band just in a pub playing like random clash johnny cash and you know, other weird country songs like or something. Brothers Clancy Brothers.
0: Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was the name of that band?
2: That was Peter Halloran and the Hired Men. Yeah. We start off as a hired hands and then we found out it was already taken, yeah. so <laughs> But there's a great <laughs>
3: but there's a great poem by Robert Frost called The Death of the Hired Man. And it's a uh, it's worth checking out actually and it's a good name actually
2: <laughs> that was our pivot.
0: Interesting. You just mentioned the the guy from the Pogues, Shane McGowan, just recently yeah. passed away unfortunately yeah. and Thought of that and just uh, that's very sad.
2: That's I because we we'd, we'd paint we play a lot of that too, and I mean, and I think that falls into a category of punk as well. So, Ish.
0: yes, it's interesting how that falls into punk though, right. just like the dogmatics. <laughs> well, anyways, we, we talked about this song called Think Twice, which is an interesting twist to uh, all the stuff that you have released. H- actually, how many songs have you guys released? 30, maybe more. So, about a song a year or so.
1: Yeah, you all you would have to do is look at that uh, the yeah, okay. the, uh, the CD uh, with
2: 81 go which has to, yeah. Go to your digital streaming platform of choice and count and listen to them. Put your speaker on mute and just let it play for like 7 years and you're good.
0: <laughs> okay, so we talked about this song called Think Twice by the Dogmatics. So let's take a listen to that one. It's got a little uh, interesting country twist to it. You're listening to The Punk Rock Demonstration. We're out here with the Dogmatics in Los Angeles at this punk film festival. do back that was public service by the dogmatics you're listening to the punk rock demonstration i'm jack and we're out here with the dogmatics at the seventh annual punk film festival here in los angeles so we haven't talked much about the film it's called a documentary of the dogmatics or what exactly is the title of the film
4: yeah uh it's uh, the dogmatics a documentary and uh yeah we just went with that because uh, it was um just our twist on what a documentary should be how did you get involved with that? How did you meet the band? And when did you start doing this? I talked to uh, my friend Muller, and he says that uh, at an early age we were throwing rocks at the O'Hallorans.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> His buddy hit me in the head with a rock and I like, I only saw karate on TV so I ran down and gave him like a karate kick in the chest. And then we became friends. After
4: yeah. That. <laughs> so that's the whole thing. We were we were just young kids together and uh and then after throwing rocks I figured out how to smoke cigarettes and chase girls around. So yeah. we we you know did all that stuff as young kids and then years later they became the Dogmatics and I uh was, had moved away to uh, Maryland and and uh But I was still friends with them, and I'd go see them, and and we had a good time partying together. So uh, I ended up filming them in 1985 when they were on tour, and they came to Washington, D.C. to play at the 930 Club and uh yeah so then they the whole band ended up staying at my house afterwards i think the next morning we had to wake up tommy long on the front lawn because he was passed out <laughs> does that appear in the film too
8: <laughs>
4: <laughs> well the the story still resonates but the uh video uh no longer exists so no we do have the film from the uh, footage from the 9:30 club um and then uh you know, I held on to that for decades and then finally, uh, well, it was a tragedy that, that uh, you know, Paul, the original, original member of the band, um, he, he passed away. He got killed on a motorcycle accident in 1986. And um, that kind of, uh, the band really didn't play together and record anymore uh, that often. They did, they did play. Uh, every now and then there was a charity or a um, benefit, and and these guys would get together and, and help raise money. Uh, but th- as far as you know, keeping the Dog Max alive uh, and going, it, it didn't happen till like 2019 when they decided to start recording again. So that's that's when I jumped. When we first started in, in April of 19, I uh, grabbed. Uh, the O'Halloran's uh, niece, Jada, she had been archiving all the history of the band, where they played, what they recorded, uh, flyers, she had ticket stubs. She had, she did a real good job of archiving things, and I worked with her to uh, uh, organize a uh, documentary, which really turned out well. It's been very successful, we won several awards.
2: And, and so, like, it was fun because there was a time bef- uh, when we were playing shows to support the EP that. The band had done in 2019 where rudy and jada made up little business cards yeah. saying you know we're working on a documentary and like they were handing them out to anybody because a lot of folks in the scene you know will show up for if the dogmatics play basically anywhere in massachusetts yeah. <laughs> a very great loyal uh you know uh, audience there in the base um, and so I think I, think, I think you actually got some good material out of just doing, taking that approach. Anyone who of, had anything to know, say coaching. at all yeah, was yeah. listened to. So, you know, it's a creative way to get a creative way to get some information out of the community to you know support what Rudy and Jada Maxwell had already you know tracked down.
0: You find out things about the band that you didn't know before from all these uh, third-party places.
2: Oh, yeah, well, I was—I can remember going through a ticket line at the
4: Somerville Theater and showing everyone the the business card. And some people recognize the Dogmatic's name from the old days, and they, oh yeah, I remember. I'm, i got, i got—I got a flyer, or I've got some pictures, or whatever. And then. Then we get to the next person, and they don't know who it is. And then you get to the next person. Oh, I used to date Jerry. <laughs> it was a lot of fun uh, doing the research. <laughs> so, <laughs> just speaking for myself, the the film is very good,
6: and uh, it just seems to me that the overarching theme is, even when the worst thing in your world <laughs> happens to you, you can still move forward.
4: Yeah, yeah like I guess it Yeah, I never looked at it that yeah. perspective, but yeah, it was a very tough film to make because you know losing Paul. And, uh and trying to uh, bring that forth to an audience because it has to be told. And, you know, all the emotions that's involved with it, especially to the people that knew him and then try to get back out of that and, and make the film continue to be uplifting uh, on the theme that you're talking about. It, it just it was very difficult uh, filmed at it and we somehow we pulled it off. And I, I, I always attribute it to uh, your brother's Paul's uh, humor is what we use to get us both in and out of uh, the, the section where we have to explain his death.
3: That's true too, and uh, lots of times you can say like, "We got here, and we're still doing it, and having a lot of fun doing it because of, you know, we persevered." And it's perseverance. So uh, I-, I like to think about it in these terms. There's a great writer called Ambrose Bierce, and he had this thing called the Devil's Dictionary from the 1890s. So perseverance, he defines as it's a minor virtue through which mediocrity achieves an inglorious success. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Thank
10: you. I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let that sink in for a second.
0: <laughs> but you do get the better quality once uh, you have even more passion on something that you've started with. So, I think that yeah? might have contributed to the dogmatics being better.
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, the more you do, if you do something you like, like some people can think of it as being like a oh, loser who keeps doing the same thing they did when they were younger or, you know, <clears throat> people who just keep the faith are enjoying what you're doing, so why are you
0: going to change? So with that, let's take a listen to another song by The Dogmatics. Let's take a listen to a newer one. We've been playing some new and old ones. Uh, I believe Drop That Needle just came out in 2019 or 2020, around there somewhere. And also that's the name of the album, I believe.
3: Jerry's over there. He's probably the best
0: one who can address that. Hey, hey Jerry! I knew there's a reason why I brought up that song so we can get him back in this interview. We're yeah. talking about, this. <laughs> t- <yeah.
1: laughs>
0: I We're talk about this song called Drop This Needle and this album Drop This Needle. How did you guys come up with that? <laughs> So, yeah, um, I actually, that's in, we have a loft
1: where I live, uh, where we rehearse um, pretty much on every Sunday. Well, not every Sunday, but every other Sunday. And, um, like, again, this is a garage sort of uh, a song, and we were just screwing around with it. Drop the needle means, you know when you were younger and you oh, buy, yeah. when you would buy a record, right? And if you listened, you listened to a song and you liked it so much, you'd keep playing it again and again and again. And that's, that's what it is. And so it talks about songs and bands that we, that we love and um, in Drop the Needle is basically listening to those bands and kind of showing our appreciation of that type of music.
0: So let's take a listen to that song, it's called Drop That Needle off of Drop That Needle by the Dogmatics. You're listening to the punk rock demonstration out here in Los Angeles at the LA Punk Film Festival. Oh, it's Rockabilly Ramble by The Dogmatics, right here with The Dogmatics. I'm Jack, and we're out here in Los Angeles at the LA Punk Film Festival. And it sounds like uh, you've got something to say about that yeah. song. So, I
3: forgot all about that number, but which I was just learning how to play it, trying to learn how to play the guitar. And you know? I love reverb and stuff, so it was cool.
0: And Rockabilly has a lot of that stuff. So.
3: Yeah, I really dig that stuff. I started playing and I just love listening to Eddie Cochran and Buddy Holly and all those guys. I just really deeply influenced. I think that's the root of a lot of it.
0: And that's also what makes the dogmatics unique with all these different genres melded together like rockabilly and then yeah. some punk rock and some rock, some country, every, just a little bit of everything. Makes it sound like rock
2: and roll and... Stuff. So, where can people find more information about the dogmatics? Uh, you can go to thedogmatics.com, <laughs> uh, and uh, and it's pretty uh, pretty much all the social media handles are you know at the dogmatics, um, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it's that e. Musk thing TikTok. is. TikTok. Tick, no TikTok. We haven't gone over to the TikTok side yet, so you might pull us kicking and screaming in there. We'll see. Where do they listen to music at? So yeah, and and you know from the website you can link over to you know all the new all the back catalog and new stuff is all out digital on all the popular streaming services, all the usual suspects there, and then you know so, you know so and then that's the newest the stuff from two nine, 2019 forward um, is thanks in partnership to uh local uh label um called rumbar records uh, run by malibu lou out in boston so thanks lou and um and then uh we've been you know this is what like one of 13 uh festivals so far that the film had gotten into since it was submitted uh, at the beginning of this year, uh, there—I'm uh, not sure. Maybe might be a few more outstanding that could still yeah, line up. But you know, maybe Rudy can talk about what the plans are going into the next year about the documentary being available outside the film uh, festival circuit.
0: That's a good idea. Where can people find more information about this film?
4: We've got. Um, we're, working with the distributor and we're going to have the film out by April is what we're looking at and it'll be on some streaming medias and of course the dogmatics.com would be the place that you would find uh, the link to where it can be seen because a lot of people have been really wanting to see it and we're we're expecting a really good turnout today of uh, California people that that have some flying down from San Francisco to see the film. Yep, um we seen yeah. Some here yeah we've got we're gonna have a large contingent here so we're really happy about it and we're we're happy to get it out in distribution and that's the key to it all yeah. you mentioned april april what year uh, 2024 yeah just in case people are listening yeah, yeah, and, you We, know. <laughs> we, basi- we basi- what year is this <laughs> that's a good question well i was just going to say that um it uh, we've run the Film Festival circuit for a year. So we came out in April. We did a uh, our uh, premiere in Boston.
2: At the uh, Brattle Theater in ha- Harvard Square, Cambridge, 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 Cambridge Mass, technically. Cambridge, Cambridge but uh, yeah, and on the website, and you know, what you—it's a great place to. You know, we'll post as soon as it's available, and in whatever other ways. But you can see a, a trailer of it up there, as well as read some of the reviews and things like that that it's been getting, which is nice.
0: Very cool. Anything unexpected that we should expect in the film? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so go ahead. Go ahead. No, we got. We got
0: to
4: <laughs> Yeah, we, we found some great footage um, yeah, that yeah. Uh, Barry Holland shot, uh, f- some film. It was actually had sound on it, and that was from like 1981. Yeah. And that was incredible to find that and see that. And people had not seen that since it was uh, ever. Yeah. And then there's also uh, the stuff that was recorded in the loft by Blowfish. Yeah, right. And there was some really great stuff of uh, their motorcycle jousting doing, uh, and stuff.
3: They were doing kind of like this spoof on, um, you know that stupid show that used to be on called uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? So his idea was Lifestyles of the Poor and Unknown. And uh, that's what that is. And if you see the film. That's who we are. Yeah, you'll you'll see that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs)
0: Okay, so with that, we'll take a listen to this last song. It's called "Xmas Time. It sure doesn't feel like it since it is almost that time. So you've been listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration out here at the L.A. Punk Film Festival, the 7th annual one in Los Angeles. I'm Jack. My website is punkrockdemo.com. What's the Dogmatics website? Thedogmatics.com. And how about for the documentary? Yeah, it's the same. It's linked onto the uh, it's a, uh, menu page. You'll find the film and the band information on the same website, thedogmatics.com, that was.
8: Thank you, Jack.
0: Yes, thank you for the interview. We'll take a listen to this one last song, Xmas Time, It Sure Doesn't Feel Like It. So years back,
3: uh, we were doing this, somebody was doing a compilation of uh, Boston bands and other bands doing Christmas songs, so we submitted our approval, and this one was written by my twin brother, Paul, who passed away in 1986. So it kind of has a special spot for us, and it uh, it really is a good Christmas song, because every year season if you are unfortunate enough to have to listen to seasonal stupid christmas songs like on the radio (laughs) fucking it's terrible you know but this song is kind of it kind of does capture like it's kind of a shitty and
2: dour feeling and uh it says a lot really and And it's yeah yeah. and in terms of its like place in boston like rock uh (laughs) history i mean it went on lots of bands cover it and it's been recorded by the uh, oh, yeah. the Boston's, who the JG's played with Mighty Mighty Bostones. yeah it, it's um, Letters to Cleo oh, yeah Letters oh, to James. Cleo um, yep. that that was that was just in like what 2019 or something so oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so it's kind
3: uh, of it's it's been added to the list of perennial uh,
2: favorites if you yeah, want to it really call
3: captures it a, yeah you know vibe of Boston yeah yeah it's got a good Boston dad Boston vibe to it
11: It's safe to say that I'm a nerd And I must state my case I heart nerds I met Penelope Chess Chespa Her glasses are really cool She's the cutest nerd at my whole school And I heart nerds
0: Release Me There by The Vengers. It's a live version if you didn't notice. And we heard some Mr. Woo's Pigs before The Vengers with Exploding Heart. Mesa Lanes with Fidget on the Roof before Mr. Woo's Pigs. And heard some Abusements with Zero Million. Unit F with American Shutdown before the Abusements. And some Robbie Quinn with I Hurt Nerds. And then we heard Dogmatics with that Christmas tune there. Xmas time, it sure doesn't feel like it. Still listening to the punk rock demonstration. Hopefully you enjoyed that Dogmatics interview. And everyone's having a Merry Christmas since it is Christmas today. Well, if you're listening on December 25th, 2023, it is. If you're listening on Tuesday, then maybe not. Or any of the other days because you downloaded the show off of the website punkrockdemo.com or you went on the Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts from, and download the podcast version of our show. Anyways, we've got plenty more punk rock, new stuff, and requests coming up. We're going to continue with some more new music by the Planet Smashers. This song's called Brain Freeze. Do do? oh my, oh my. Why, why, why? Brand new music by Louis Tivy with a song called Alien Nation and heard some Defiance before Louis Tivy with Fall Into Line, Line. Zuruom with Undertow before Defiance and heard some Rudimer Penai with The Enlightened Dreamer and TV Dead with Dreams of Children before Rudimer Penai. I've got some Christmas tunes to make it so our show's uh, in the holiday spirit, it being Christmas and all, but we'll play those a little bit later. Right now I want to continue playing new songs that you haven't heard of before want to continue with some Numb Surprise. This song's called All Bark and No Bite.
7: Jack of all trades, master of none. Couldn't be a master of one. Felt water relief. Deep sense of
2: dread when
7: you were around, always nearing meltdown. It has to be said, all I can no by clearly out for a fight. Jack of all trades, master of none, oxygen thief, hidden run. Jack of all trades master of knowledge
0: There were a couple Christmas tunes there that I threw in. That song you just heard was by the Reducers, the song's called Nothing For Christmas, and Finnegan's Hell before the Reducers with Happy Christmas. Then we heard the rest of the new music for this week. That was the Glimmer Stars before Finnegan's Hell with Pictures Of You, and heard the Inklings with Who They Gonna Make You Blame Today before the glimmer stars, The Inklings actually sent over music last week, except I accidentally deleted the email because the lovely Yahoo spam filters just love to block emails from certain email addresses and that happened to be one of them. But luckily I saved a copy on the server because the server makes copies of everything when you submit music. Unfortunately, it doesn't prevent you from accidentally deleting the emails on the server, so that's another reason why I don't like running my own mail server. But the Inklings sent over their song again, and we've got that on the show. And if you want to submit music, you can go to the website punkrockdemo.com and submit music over there. Right now, we're going to continue with some Christmas music to get in the spirit of Christmas. We're going to continue with Student Teachers. This song's called Christmas Weather.
12: In, presents wrapped All the usual crap but we're too busy plotting To bother with all that Cause it's just one thing that matters Keeping the missus sweet Perfume, roses, lingerie A box of quality screen Give her something special Something she'll recall Give her something precious after you've bent me all Give her something wonderful Make her resistance crumble With whispered words of loving But don't settle for a fumble
10: When you can Give her a buck for Christmas Underneath the mistletoe Then you're up and down the pub To you must go Give her a butt, 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 put a smile back on her face Then leave her there to cook the grub And tidy up the place Santa is in rehab The reindeer
5: has blue tongue And for all that ho ho hoing, He still looks like a bum He's a randy bugger
10: he eyes up every dish He wants to pull her legs apart And make a Christmas wish Give her something special Something she'll recall Give her something
12: precious After you've thanked the all Give her something wonderful Make her existence crumble With whispered words
10: of loving But don't settle for a fumble when you can Give her a fuck for Christmas. Christmas Underneath the mistletoe Then you're up and down the pub Cause, Cause boozing you it. must go Give her a fuck for Christmas. Christmas Put the smile back on her face Then leave her there to cook the grub A tiny place in a fucking mess Grab your paper and the comb cards will last like home Because of the sequence full of dishes
8: Christmas hit, it's it's A Christmas hit. Give her a buck
10: for Christmas Underneath the mistletoe Then you're up and down the pub Just why you must know Give her a buck for Christmas Get it quick before they open But save some for the
12: bar, mate Cos she'll be stood there open and there's no way endorsed the pure old sexism of these lyrics. They are, of course, an ironic send-up of the boy-boyish stereotype that by the middle-class
5: media. Now come here, darling, sit on my lap and call me Santa. What's that?
10: What's that long <gasps> with I can't believe that. That's not a
13: Time at the outlet mall. I don't do that the outlet ball. Christmas time at the outlet ball. I don't do at the outlet ball. Ring in my ears at the outlet ball. Christmas time at the outlet ball. Goodbye.
9: To sprint Who gives a fuck our Christmas? It's our where we are from. We don't give present to peasants. We chase them and then suck their blood. But you know nothing of my ancient traditions. The winters were hard and cold. Ah! Uh-huh.
0: Explainers there with Staten Island Xmas. Lars Gruber before the explainers with Christmas time at that outlet mall and heard the gonads with the greatest Cockney Christmas before Lars Gruber. Speaking of outlet mall I need to go shopping. I was doing some pre-Christmas shopping for myself before Christmas and a certain product was out of stock everywhere so that was annoying and I'm hoping that uh, now that Christmas is uh, going to be past, that we'll be able to find the product that I'm looking for. And if not, then ugh, it'd be very irritating. I guess we'll try and see what happens. Hopefully 2024 will be uh, better at shopping. Anyways, we're going to continue with some more Christmas music here in the Punk Rock Demonstration. Again, my website is punkrockdemo.com. Get this punkrockdemo.com. We're going to continue with 64 Stitches. This one's called White Christmas.
5: I don't want an HDTV DVD, PlayStation 3
10: of me. Don't want sleigh bells or missile so, oh, Mr. No. just want it to snow. Cos it's a white Christmas that is on my wish list when the 12-hour dawns let the powder fall, yeah, it's a white Christmas that You hear us knocking at your door Come on, come on And have an undefined Christmas with me Yeah Come on, come on And have an undefined Christmas with me
0: Streetwalking Cheetahs there with a cover of Fear's Fuck Christmas. I believe it's a cover of Fear. And then I heard some Scrabble Robot before the streetwalking Cheetahs was shoplifting for Christmas. Maybe I need to start doing that if I want to do some actual shopping for something that's actually in stock. I don't know, maybe the shoplifters have stolen everything. Maybe that's why I can't find the product I'm looking for. Either way, I'm hoping that it'll be in stock soon so that way I can uh, get that product I want. Undead was before Scrabble Robot with Undead Christmas, and we'll end off the show with Those Dreaded gnats. The song's called Down With the Xmas. I guess that's an appropriate song to end off our show with. So check out our show again next week, and every week on Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time over at punkrockdemo.com. You can go over there and find all the playlists for all these shows and check out all the other interviews we've done on our show called Punk Rock Demonstration. I'll talk to you all next week. Have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening.
12: Like socks and ties down with
8: christmas down with christmas
12: putting on all kinds of weight eating nuts and fruit takeout with christmas down with christmas smiling at the relatives Smacking all the bratty kids down with christmas down with
8: christmas
12: dealing with obnoxious clerks while pushy shoppers act like jerks now with christmas A second shift. Down with Christmas, down with Christmas. The pressure melts on what to buy. Expensive things I want
8: to cry. Down with Christmas, down with Christmas.
12: Department stores, Santa Claus. Ho, ho, -ho ho,ing my lost cause. Down with
8: Christmas,
10: down with
12: Christmas. They put their displays out too soon. Seems like Christmas starts in June. Down with Christmas. They push their carts all through the aisles. The prissy girl says, with an order all- the thing